It's Thursday, September 7th. A pretty slow news day as far as the film world goes. But there's one New York Times article that I, that I wanted to talk about today around the Rotten Tomatoes. Let's talk about those Rotten Tomatoes, shall we? I talked about earlier this week how this has been, for box office numbers, one of the worst summers that we've ever had. Typically from May to Labor Day, that accounts for 40% of annual ticket sales. And uh, that's, you know, obviously the box office is not going to, sh- you know, look look away from that and just go, oh, well, that's fine. It's also been so bad that the biggest theater chains have lost almost $4 billion since May as well. But uh, according to a New York Times article written recently, apparently the industry is for the most part blaming Rotten Tomatoes. They've gone on to say that they think it's the destruction of our business, uh, says Brett Ratner. Uh, he is a director, producer, and film financier, which is just absolutely crazy, if you ask me. Um, and here's the craziest part. Rotten Tomatoes is owned by Fandango. Maybe you've heard of Fandango. They're that movie website where you go and purchase tickets from fandango is a unit of nbc universal which owns universal pictures and has a 75 percent stake in that company so for the most part and they they do insist that rotten tomatoes operates independently of the the movie arm but for the most part rotten tomatoes is owned by uh at least one of the biggest uh, film producers in, in, in this country. So here's the deal. Here's what I think. Yes, to a certain extent, Rotten Tomatoes does have that kind of power over moviegoers, right? Because if you see that a movie, let's take the Emoji movie, for example, if you have kids and you're looking to spend, you know, a weekend or a week, uh, weekday out with the kids at the, you know, summer movies, take what's out, Emoji movie, let's go see the Emoji movie. Well, you happen to see that it's just, absolutely awful and you've heard through your friends that man this movie is terrible maybe you're not gonna go or you'll do something and maybe you go to the the children's museum instead or do something else and 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 whatever i get that rotten tomatoes definitely or or any ranking system or, or critics in general uh can have that effect i mean as a film critic i don't ever take lightly the fact that i can change somebody's opinion of a movie one way or another and I try to, to make it a fair and balanced review because, you know, I think the most important part of film criticism is, um, you know, finding that finding a critic that you tend to align with and 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 figuring out if if, you know, they like the movie or not. Um, and then you can kind of look at a Rotten Tomatoes or a Metacritic and kind of see what the big wide audience or the big wide audience of critics happens to say on that as well. Um, I, you know, I, I think that there are there are much bigger reasons for the film industry as to why people aren't going. I think the biggest thing is the competition from Netflix and Amazon. I think that's so underrated because when you see a bad uh, c- combining a bad me- uh, Metacritic or Rotten Tomatoes score with 
you know, just the, the, the ability to watch it on Netflix later or catch it on iTunes, you know, paying for an iTunes rental that's six bucks or three bucks or four bucks or whatever they are is so much cheaper. And that's the second point that I want to make. It's just too expensive to see movies at this point. Um, you know, I'm in, in my ivory film critic tower and I don't, I don't pay for many movies, but I can't, I, I, when I do, it's, I, I'm blown away that people go to see movies and the numbers that they do because it is so expensive. I, I don't have kids and I, I, you know, I don't have a family, so I, I have to pay for myself and maybe one other person if I'm going to the movie. I can't imagine taking your whole family to see a movie and then buying popcorn and, and snacks and food and everything else that, that it's thrown at you along the way. It's just too expensive. And that is so underrated at this point. And then you topple all of that with just straight bad movies. If you go and see the emoji movie and you pay a ton of money to go see it, and then you are so disappointed with it, are you really going to want to go back? I mean, look at some of the flops we had early in the summer. Are you really going to want to go back and see a third or fourth or fifth movie in the summer if you're if you have a bad taste in your mouth that you know something left with you and and, and you know then at that point you'll go well it's expensive and I can just see it on Netflix later in, you know in the year so whatever I'm not going to go to the movies I'm going to go spend my money elsewhere on a concert for a band that I may know um, and you know that kind of leads me into. You know, there are too many bad movies, and I think also there are too many sequels. But I think the most important thing, and one of the things that the studios do acknowledge is, you know, that they may have failed in advertising on some of their films. Well, I, you know, I, I think one of the most important things outside of the film critic world is word of mouth. And films need great word of mouth. But how do you, you don't create word of mouth. And I think that movie studios are trying so hard to create that word of mouth, that it's just not working for them. It's like creating a viral video. Companies have tried for so long to create viral videos, and that's the, the, the opposite of what a viral video is. It's not something you create. It's something that happens. And, and obviously, movies are, are different. You can create a good movie and have that strong word of mouth. I think you're going to see this with it. People were very, from what I heard, soft and kind of lukewarm on man maybe i won't see it maybe i will see it and the people that i've talked to about it and said you know positive things about it spoiler for the uh, the review coming out but i think that the word of mouth is going to spread on that film and that film is going to do amazing it's already doing great pre-order numbers i think this is going to be one of those things where you just don't create you don't create the word of mouth around it you create a strong film that will appeal to the early audience the early adopters of film, which is us critics and some of those hardcore film fans, and they will spread the word for you. So I think, uh, you know, sure, let's let let's keep a, a control on Rotten Tomatoes and make sure that they're not, you know, doing anything crazy. And up until this point, they haven't really done anything that's been awful. But I think you need to harness, you know, the 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 overall early kind of early adopters of of the film world and 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 spread the word of your film. I think that's the, the the way that you kind of keep this going and stop creating crappy, stupid sequels that nobody wants. So we'll go ahead and wrap it up there. I've, I've talked for a lot longer than I thought I would have on this on this story. But uh, to this evening, if you head over to filmdisc.com this evening, you will find our review of the Stephen King adaptation. It like I teased a little bit in this 
definitely check that out. Check out the review and then go see the movie. We always do our reviews spoiler free, so no worries about uh, you know any spoilers or anything like that in our reviews. So filmjust.com is where you can find that this evening. I may be talking a little bit about it tomorrow uh, right here on Film Just Daily. Until then, you can follow us at Film Just on Instagram and on Twitter. You can follow me personally at Nick Rodriguez on Twitter and on Instagram. Thanks for listening today, guys. Catch you tomorrow.